your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 665 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, going to be discussing uh, some rumors that have kind of persisted over the offseason here. That being specifically that the Rangers at some time or another here, you know, before the start of training camp, might look to still add a veteran defenseman to the mix. Uh, not too long ago. In fact, I believe it was just yesterday. There was a tweet sent out by Arthur Staple, who does a fantastic job covering the Rangers. That they are likely still in the market for a veteran D-man. And then he mentions, let's see, Thomas Hickey, Michael Stone, and maybe even Zdeno Chara as possibilities. And that's all well and good and everything. And it, it's great that, uh, you know, Mr. Staple was able to, to get that information and share it with us. But I am here to discuss why I think that would be a bad idea for this Ranger team. And if this discussion, this debate here sounds a little bit familiar to you. It's probably because we had a similar debate around the trade deadline season this past year. And I'm going to take you guys back to, you know, a couple of months to the trade deadline this past year, and then we'll get into uh, why I think it's different this time around. Um, But last year, you know, the Rangers are getting toward the trade deadline and you know, they're going to make some moves, you know, they're going to be buyers and okay, who are they going to go get? What's it going to cost, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the moves that they made was trading a third-round pick to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for defenseman Justin Braun. Uh, Braun came in as a rental, played fine while he was here. I think he did a decent job and then went right back to the Flyers this offseason. I mean, he was really probably never going to re-sign with the Rangers, which is fine. I mean, they brought him in thinking that he would indeed be a rental. But, you know, at that time last year when the Rangers gave up the third-rounder for Braun, I remember, you know, my initial reaction was, you know, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't exactly thrilled about it either. It was just kind of like, you know, we already have good defensemen and we need forwards. That was before I think they acquired either Cop or Mott. And so for me, it just didn't really, it wasn't a move that was all that necessary. Didn't really make a whole lot of sense. You know, Justin Braun's kind of getting to be on the back nine of his career. You know, what's so great about him? And then I heard from a couple of you guys and kind of came around on the idea myself, but some of you guys actually kind of talked me into it a little bit, uh, mostly for the reason that, you know, you can't bank on the same six defensemen to stay healthy for the entire playoff run. And also, what also turned out to be true is that Patrick Nemeth, uh, after a lackluster regular season, was absolutely terrible in the playoffs. And so Justin Braun, I mean, you could argue that that was the most important move that the Rangers made at the deadline uh, this past season because Justin Braun, by his mere presence, kept Patrick Nemeth off the ice, which was a huge positive. The Rangers might not have made it as far as they did if they had to start Patrick Nemeth on a night-in and night-out basis in those first two rounds of the playoffs, which both went seven games. But as for Braun, yeah, again, I mean, I think overall he did a a pretty nice job for this team. The initial reason why I was opposed to bringing in Braun, though, was because I didn't think that Braden Schneider had done anything to warrant being taken out of the lineup. You know, obviously the top four defensemen, those spots are all spoken for. You guys know the drill. Fox, Lindgren, Truba, Miller, they're all going to be out there every single night. Uh, But Braden Schneider, I thought to me, it established himself as, uh, you know, a strong 
part of this team came up and got an opportunity and took advantage of it and basically took the bull by the horns and never looked back. And then you're going to go out and trade for Justin Braun, who's 35 years old, pull Braden Schneider out of the lineup and off the ice and go with you know, uh, Justin Braun and Patrick Nemeth down the stretch. I didn't like that idea at all. Initially, that's the way it looked that the Rangers were leaning. And then, you know, there were times where uh, Braun would actually be the healthy scratch. And then there were times where Nemeth would be the healthy scratch. And as I mentioned, you know, when they when that trade was initially made, uh, they made Braden Schneider the healthy scratch. And I did not like that at all. thought Braden Schneider had done uh, an excellent job for this team and did not deserve to be pulled out of the lineup. But, you know, regardless, it did make some sense just because, you know, as you guys pointed out to me, you can't rely on the same six defense and being in there night in and night out. Braun gives you some options. Braun gives you some depth at that position. And so it made sense. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are hearing all this. I think that it's a similar situation right here and right now. You know, again, the top four defenseman spots are all spoken for. It would certainly seem like Braden Schneider is going to be on the right side on that third pairing. I mean, you know, given the season that he had last year, given the fact that the Rangers were rolling with him night in and night out in the playoffs, uh, Braden Schneider certainly seems to have uh, one of those two spots on the third pairing locked down. And then, you know, Maybe you would look at that situation and think like, okay, well, a veteran defenseman, maybe it's a good idea to bring him in and, uh, you know, have him fill out the lineup and just bring him in, presumably on the league minimum, and have him as kind of a stopgap. I'm not a big fan of that idea, though, and I'm going to explain why in just a second. There's actually quite a few reasons for it, most of all being that Zach Jones and Matthew Robertson, seeing one of the two of them in the lineup over some random journeyman who's going to come in at the league minimum, probably— uh, I'd much rather see the two of them, at least one of the two of them in the lineup uh, over, once again, just a random veteran journeyman defenseman who, quite frankly, probably isn't that good, you know, given the fact that whoever this person might be, whoever this veteran defenseman might be, is still a free agent with training camp right around the corner here. But I'm going to get into all that stuff in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I use Athletic Greens literally every day. I started taking it because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now I've been on it for about five or six months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild, tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Everything. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so as promised, going to go ahead and dive into some of the reasons why I believe it would be uh, unnecessary and, frankly, just the wrong decision for the Rangers to add a veteran defenseman at this stage in the game. 
Uh, again, you know, I've already compared it to the Justin Braun situation last season. Now I'm going to kind of explain why it's different from that situation, whereas Justin Braun proved to be a nice pickup. I don't really think that picking up a veteran defenseman right now is the way to go. And for starters, just look at where we are on the calendar. We are at the start of a new season for the New York Rangers, and there are a lot of young defensemen on this team that have already established themselves. But more importantly, there are more young defensemen on the way who are very highly thought of. The two names that immediately come to mind are Zach Jones and Matthew Robertson, and we have not yet had a chance to see them in action this season. Now, of course, with Zach Jones, he has played in a combined 22 games over the past two seasons with the Rangers, but he hasn't really gotten that extended run with the team as of yet, and I would like to see him get that opportunity. I think for the most part, he's shown fairly well for himself, especially when you consider the fact that even right now, he is still just 21 years old. Uh, Zach Jones, by the way, a former third-round pick by the New York Rangers. You take somebody in the first three rounds, I mean, you have designs on them being big-time contributors for your team. Uh, You look at Matthew Robertson, he is a former second-round pick by the New York Rangers. He has yet to make his NHL debut, but he also is just 21 years old. Uh, You know, Jones and Robertson, it's interesting. I'd love to see the two of them battle it out for that sixth and final defenseman spot. Zach Jones, kind of like the more dynamic uh, playmaker, probably the better skater, a good passer, good offensive defenseman. Matthew Robertson, on the other hand, It's interesting because in his junior league, uh, he put up a good amount of points, but then this past season with the Wolfpack, uh, his points really took a step back. And I think for the most part, you know, just going by what people write about him and what scouts have said about him, Robertson profiles is a little bit more of kind of an old school defense and kind of a stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, But Robertson, along with Braden Schneider, the two of them had, by all accounts, good chemistry with the Hartford Wolfpack, and they formed the top defense pairing on the Wolfpack, at least until Brayden Schneider was called up uh, to the New York Rangers. So, uh, yeah, to me, they're both intriguing, and that doesn't even to take into account, you know, players like Hunter Skinner or Ty Emerson, maybe even Libor Hayek. I know Hayek isn't the most exciting option, but at least he's got some NHL experience. And the other point I'd like to make, specifically toward Jones and Robertson, is a lot of Ranger defensemen over these past few years have sort of just been thrown into the fire. You know, it's kind of a sink or swim kind of a situation. You know, Ryan Lindgren, he was given an opportunity. He took advantage of it. Keandre Miller was a surprise addition to the opening night roster two years ago. He took advantage of it. Uh, Braden Schneider this past season got an opportunity about midway through the year. He came up and for the most part played very well. And now he looks like he's here to stay as well. So there have been a lot of Ranger defensemen that have had some success uh, with a little bit of trial by fire. And I see no reason why the same thing cannot happen for somebody like Zach Jones or somebody like Matthew Robertson. I'd much rather give one of these kids who are very young and have a lot of upside and were high draft picks by the New York Rangers, I'd much rather give them a chance than give a chance to, you know, a 30-something-year-old middling defenseman, NHL, AHL swingman type player. I just don't know what that does. I mean, you know, Jones and Robertson might be better than this mystery defenseman, whoever it might be, right now. I mean, forget about like upside and future potential and all that stuff. They might be the better options right here and right now. And I'm just not sure what bringing a veteran defenseman would really accomplish. Because think about it, by the very nature of NHL free agency, most of the players who are still out there who have not signed with a team yet, quite frankly, are just not that good. Because if they were good, they'd be signed to a team right now. And so in most cases, any remaining free agent is not exactly a superstar player, and there's probably a reason why nobody has brought them in. You know, nobody's brought in any of these remaining veteran defensemen, even at the league minimum, because, again, they're just not really that good. So you're the Ranger GM. Do you really want to bring in a 30-something-year-old free agent defenseman, even at the league minimum, and just hope and pray that he's average 
You know, is that really the smart play here? Or do we turn that six and final defense and spot over to one of the kids? Once again, likely either Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson. For me, I'm picking the latter. I think you give Jones and Robertson and honestly, every other defenseman in training camp, who knows, maybe there's a dark horse candidate that we're not even thinking about right now, but you give Jones, Robertson and everybody else an opportunity to battle it out for that last spot. And when training camp is over and the preseason's over, you go with the one who did the most to earn that spot. This isn't rocket science. Do people really want to bring in somebody like Thomas Hickey or Michael Stone instead of seeing what one of these kids can do? I mean, do you really want to bring in whatever's left of Zidane Chara? Because, you know, he is a name that comes up every so often. I feel like this has been going on for like the past three off seasons where like uh, the Rangers, you know, they need a defense and maybe Zidane Chara, maybe Zidane Chara, maybe Zidane Chara. Yeah, maybe not. You know, look, nothing but respect for Zdeno Chara. This guy's been in the league forever. He made his debut all the way back in 1997-1998. And look, if he ends up signing with a team, he's 45 years old now. If he ends up signing with a team and there's a team out there that thinks that he's a fit and they want to bring him in and he wants to play at least one more season in this league, then more power to him. Nothing but respect for, you know, what he's done in his career and the longevity that he's had. But I just don't think that team should be the New York Rangers. I don't think it's necessary. And as I mentioned just a second ago, forget about upside for just a second, because at this point, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that 21-year-old Zach Jones and 21-year-old Matthew Robertson both have more upside than 45-year-old Zidane Chara. But forgetting about upside and potential and all that stuff, just putting that to the side, I have a hard time believing that Zidane Chara, once again, right here, right now, is a better option than either one of those players. And I know some people are going to say, well, you know, he's a very smart player. He's got a lot of size. He's physical. He can bring some leadership. I don't think the Rangers are really, you know, hurting in any of those areas. They've got leadership. They've got size. They've got physicality. They've got some smart players. Um, they've got some, I was going to say they have some veteran defensemen. They, they sort of do. I mean, Jacob Trouba is getting close to 30. I believe he's now 28 years old, but he's the team captain. So he's going to bring some leadership there as well. And, you know, Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren, you know, they're going into, uh, I believe their fourth season each with the Rangers. So they've been around for a little while as well. I just don't see a need to bring in a Dano Chara, especially for the reason of leadership. And there could be some people saying, well, you know, you could bring in Zidane Chara or one of these other veteran defensemen as, you know, kind of a seventh defenseman, somebody that can just step into the lineup if somebody isn't playing well or somebody's hurt or whatever it might be. It's an option. I'll give you that. But again, if you bring in one of these players that I mentioned, whether it's Chara or Hickey or anybody else, are we even sure that they're better than Libor Hayek at this point? You know, look at the free agent list right now. It's pretty barren, especially at the defenseman position. And on top of that, anyone the Rangers would bring in would only be for one year. So why even bother? You're just going to put a, a middling, mediocre defenseman who's an NHL, AHL, swingman quality player, most likely. You're going to put him in the sixth and final defenseman spot and block the path to playing time of either a Zach Jones or a Matthew Robertson. That just does not work for me. It does not make any sense to me. There's no reason to add a veteran defenseman at this point. Now, if it doesn't work out for either Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson, and, you know, we're halfway through the season, the trade deadline is approaching, and, you know, they've both gotten their opportunities, but neither one of them has really played all that well. Maybe they're not quite ready for, you know, the big time, the bright lights, whatever you want to call it. Then do what you did last year. Go out and get someone at the trade deadline. Bring in a veteran defenseman who probably is on an expiring contract and bring him in as a rental for the stretch run and hopefully a lengthy playoff run as well. And at that point, there will be better defensemen available than either Chara or Thomas Hickey or Michael Stone, and yeah, you'd have to probably trade away a draft pick to acquire one of these rental defensemen, but that's completely fine. I would rather give up the draft pick for a 
solid to decent to good defenseman at the trade deadline this upcoming season than to sign someone off the streets right now. Someone who, mind you, is without an NHL team with training camp right about to start. So there's not really much to pick from right now. I think, again, you give Jones and Robertson every opportunity to battle it out for that final spot. You continue to assess them throughout the season. And if you don't like what you're getting for them, or if you just want to add a seventh defenseman as the Rangers did last year, then you can do that at the trade deadline uh, when it rolls around. But I think to start the season, you got to roll with one of these kids that you drafted, uh, Jones in the third round, Robertson in the second round. For me, that's the only way to do it. Uh, I also want to uh, conclude today's episode by talking about the start of Ranger camp, Ranger rookie camp. That begins on Wednesday. Going to have some notes and just some quick thoughts on that, and we will do that in just a second. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, turn our attention to Rangers rookie camp in just a second here, but you know, just a piece of breaking news it's not exactly, you know, blockbuster news, but I was mentioning some of the players that, you know, the Rangers might look to target if they do indeed uh, bring in a veteran defense. And it's not going to be Thomas Hickey because he actually just signed a PTO with the New Jersey Devils, which is fine by me because, as I mentioned just a second ago, I'm not really looking for the Rangers to bring in any veteran defense. And I'm looking for one of the rookies to, uh, you know, earn that final spot and uh, get out there on opening night get a little bit of rope, you know, get some opportunity. And if they get the job done, then it could be another situation where we have another young Ranger defenseman who takes advantage of the chance that he's been given and just never looks back and just sticks in the lineup. And that's pretty much that. Um, But we will turn our attention now to Ranger rookie camp. It's going to run from uh, this Wednesday, September 14th until Tuesday, September 20th. So it's a week long And I wanted to go ahead and just kind of give you guys the rundown on Wednesday. Rangers are going to practice at noon at the MSG Training Center. On Thursday, another practice at 12.15 at the MSG Training Center. Then on Friday, you've got a rookie game against the Flyers at 7 p.m. at the PPL Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And then Saturday, same thing, another rookie game against the Flyers. That one will be at 5 p.m. I know the Rangers and Flyers did this. I believe it was last offseason because I remember they streamed it on YouTube And you could kind of, I mean, you could tune in and watch and and see what was happening, but, you know, it wasn't the -the state-of-the-art television production that we get from a network like like MSG. And so, you know, you you could watch, but it was just kind of hard to tell what was going on. And uh, it's just one of those reminders not to take, you know, what MSG does for granted because they do a fantastic job and we're really spoiled with them as Ranger fans. But I'm going to see what I can do here. I'm not sure if it's going to be on TV, on YouTube, whatever it might be. I mean, they might not even know that for sure one way or the other yet either. Um, but yeah, I mean, regardless of what happens, we'll have some talking points coming out of those two rookie games. Uh, once again, the Rangers taking on the Flyers on both Friday and Saturday. Then on Monday, uh, on ice testing from noon to 3 p.m. at the MSG Training Center. And then on Tuesday, uh, to wrap it up, another practice at 12.15 at the MSG Training Center. So definitely looking forward to this. It is at least a form of New York Ranger hockey. You know, if they do it the same way that they did it last year, those two games against the Flyers are going to be just that. You know, they're going to treat them like games. They'll have refs out there. Uh, you know, I, I think they play three periods or maybe it's like two two period scrimmages. I'm not really sure. Hard to remember from last year. But again, it's a form of Ranger hockey and I'm definitely looking forward to it and looking forward to talking about it on a future episode here of Locked on New York Rangers. As far as the Ranger players that are in training camp, just going to give you guys the roster here real quick. The rookie camp roster for the New York Rangers, and we'll start with the forwards. You've got Adam Sakura, Bryce McConnell-Barker, Bobby Trevino, uh, Lori Pahuniemi, Will Cooley, Carl Henriksen, Matt Remp, Brian Othman, Patrick Kodorenko, Ryder Korzak, Adam Edstrom, Maxime Barbashev, Jaden Grube. And then at defenseman, you've got Ty Emberson, Luca Heno. 
uh, Zach Jones, Luke Martin, Matthew Robertson, Brandon Scanlon, Hunter Skinner, and then at goalie, you've got Talon Boyko, Dylan Garan, and Olaf Lindblom. So a lot of familiar names there, some guys from this year's draft class, obviously. And, you know, the one thing that kind of jumps off the page here is you go through that roster, no Nils Lundqvist. Now, as we know, Nils Lundqvist has requested a trade from the New York Rangers. I still think this is a bad look for him because even though he wants to be traded, I still think he should be there. If Even if just for selfish reasons, because, you know, he wants to be traded if there's a team that's looking to pick him up right now, they're realizing, you know, this guy isn't even in training camp, uh, the rookie camp. Why is he not there? Is this indicative of the fact that he might be, you know, not the most reliable player in the world? Uh, by that same token, though, I don't know the full story. It's possible the Rangers are indeed looking to trade him, and it's possible that there could be a deal that's almost imminent, and maybe they've just told Lundqvist, you know what, we're going to trade you. Don't even bother showing up. I'm not really sure. Not sure if we had the full story there, but... Yeah, to me, it is a little bit of an eyebrow raiser that Lundqvist is not there. I mean, despite his trade request, if he was there, he'd presumably be given the opportunity to compete for the aforementioned sixth and final defenseman spot. And I realize Nils Lundqvist is a right defenseman, and the opening is on the left side. But, I mean, hey, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be on the Rangers opening night roster? Bad enough to switch sides and bad enough to be at the rookie camp, even in spite of your trade requests? Well, apparently not, because Nils Lundqvist not listed on the roster. As far as other names that jump out, I mean, Brian Othman and Will Cooley, I think probably of all the uh, Rangers that I just read there, all the you know players that are going to take part in this rookie camp, they probably have a better chance of anybody else of making the opening night roster, along with, once again, Zach Jones and uh, you know Matthew Robertson, but we covered them already. Uh, as far as the forwards are concerned, though, you know, Brian Othman, Will Cooley, there's not a whole lot for these guys left to do when it comes to junior hockey. They both absolutely lit up their respective leagues this past season, put up video game-like numbers, and it's going to be interesting. I know there's a lot of Ranger fans that are going to be uh, wanting to see these guys in action, and once again, you got to believe they're going to be given every opportunity to earn a spot. If you ask me straight up, do I think that Othman and or Cooley are going to be on the Ranger opening night roster? I'd probably say no, but would I be shocked if it happened? Absolutely not, because we've seen in the past where guys you know, come in, they compete for spots, they do better than maybe people were expecting, or maybe in the cases of, you know, these highly drafted players, guys that the Rangers took in the first couple of rounds, they're further along than the Rangers might even initially realize, and they look at them and say, hey, you know what, this guy's ready to go, let's get him out there on opening night. Uh, Keandre Miller certainly comes to mind as a great recent example of that. And then we've also got the aforementioned battle for the sixth and final defense in spot. Once again, I think the smart money is probably either on Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson. But, you know, Hunter Skinner, he was drafted by the Rangers. Could he have an impressive showing? Uh, maybe somebody like Ty Emerson who came over in the Patrick Nemeth trade. Maybe he impresses the coaching staff. You never know for sure. And uh, I, for one, am just looking forward to watching it all unfold. And I really hope that in some fashion, we are able to, as Ranger fans, uh, tune in for these rookie games. I would love to watch that. And just get a look at some of these young players, these prospects, and uh, try to figure out which one of them might ultimately make the New York Rangers opening night roster. But yeah, you know, I figure we can pretty much call it right there for today. This is also your daily reminder that Tyler Mott is still a free agent for anybody clinging to hope that the Rangers might find a way to bring him back, you know, make some kind of trade, free up a little bit of cap space, throw Tyler Mott back in there. Never say never, although I, I do think the odds remain uh, pretty heavily against it. Uh, this is also your reminder uh, for you fantasy players, everybody that wants to play in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League. Uh, if you played last year, I have to hear back from you by end of day on Friday. 
And as long as I hear from you by then, then, you know, your spot is secure and you're back in the fantasy league. After Friday comes and goes, we're going to open it back up to other people who did not play in the fantasy league last year. And, you know, everybody's spot is saved in line. As far as people who have reached out to me, your spot is saved in line in the order that you contacted me. And uh, after Friday, I'm going to once again open it up to people that did not play last year. It's only fair. So, uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to get back to our best and worst case scenarios for the New York Rangers and turn our attention to the right defenseman. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.